I, I am getting prepared flat. to buy Batman tickets. Oh boy. Hello and welcome to Free Reeling It, uh, a movie podcast hosted by a very smart person and me, an idiot. My name is hey, Matthew. Hey, 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 now, but, hey, now. I'm but the old, smart I'm... person here, you can see him interrupting the idiot. Uh, Jesse, how are you? I'm also an idiot. Uh, I, no. I no. Tim Daly was in this movie. <laughs> We're not there yet. <laughs> Uh, so yes, this is free reeling it, uh, where two possible idiots discuss a movie they watched and talk about what else they're watching. Exactly. Because it's hard out here, and we got to cope through it somehow. Am I right? Yep. Right. Uh, so this time out, uh, we we are following up the feel good war crime film opener of season two with another feel-good non-war crime film called My Neighbor Totoro. Now, that does not mean (laughs) that Totoro is not a war criminal. The records are not complete on Totoro. Look, look, I I think this movie is like sub-90 minutes for a reason because if you go any longer, Totoro gets real weird. Totoro gets Uh, real racist. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, yes, this is uh, the 1988 uh, Studio Ghibli film directed by Hayao Miyazaki. Um, I think this is probably the film that put them on the map uh, in a lot of ways. I mean, or at least one, probably probably globally. I think this one made a boatload of money because it was really kid friendly. Yeah, it was really kid friendly. I mean, I know that like the reason Totoro sort of became the Mickey Mouse of anime uh, is, is because. I think, oh yeah, this is Rider Castle in Disguise. Yes, this is the big one. Yeah, I, I, this is. I think they did. I'm, I remember something about them doing like a mail-in contest where if you write in, like we will send you a Totoro plush, and all of those evaporated uh, because everybody wanted a, a little Totoro. I mean, I'm. I still want a little Totoro. Maybe one day I'll get one. Uh, but before we get into the movie, let's talk. Let's let's talk about who's in this. Yeah. Uh, so we both watched the dub this time. Yes. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I, you know, I don't know either. Uh, I always, I know this is going to sound real weird, but I always refer back to the over under episode uh from on pitchfork where megan the stallion says sometimes it's okay to watch sub anime but sometimes you just gotta watch that dub either or uh and if that's okay for with megan the stallion it's okay with me in my book um no but the real the real answer is like watch whatever you prefer yeah uh i know that the english dub of this movie has gone under has gone uh under some edits, I guess we could say, because I know there was the Fox dub, which was the first English dub of this. And then there was the one that Disney did, I think, 
that is basically the one that survives to, to, through um, to today. Is it the Fox dub or is it what they say on here as the trauma version? <laughs> oh. Um, what, what, did, tell me about the trauma version I don't know. of Totoro. I'm, <laughs> I'm just looking at IMDb and it has wow. Disney version and trauma version. See now, I've always heard it referred to as the Fox dub, but if it's if it's the trauma dub, I I'm I'm kind of more on board with it. Regardless, I'm looking, now I'm looking on the fun facts and see if uh see if there's anything about trauma. I like the fact that the original English dub was dubbed by oh no sorry not trauma torma oh okay i was because i was gonna say i do like the idea of totoro and and toxic avenger just being in the same cinematic universe (laughs) i also might be mistaken because this is someone wrote this so they also could have misspelled trauma let me double check the the cast again oh buddy no it's it's trauma yeah this person just mistyped torma oh that that makes me so happy Um, more infamous for their horror and horror adjacent films and distributed on videotape by 20th century fox that's why it's the fox dub okay 20th century there we go distributed it the trauma fox dub in in the free reeling it can is the free reeling it canon now uh so basically jesse we're just gonna stop the episode we're gonna go watch the trauma fox dub yeah we'll find that yeah we'll find yeah okay so three two one and we're back uh we we did not find the fox dub the voice Uh, of angelica (laughs) from rugrats was the voice of may in the trauma version yes interesting cheryl chase yes um so okay before we go any further, so the we, we both watched the English dub. I'm assuming it's the 2005 version, which was done by Disney, uh, where the main characters are the uh, Satsuki Kusakabe, who is uh, a 10 year old daughter of Tatsuo Kusakabe, uh, and her younger sister, May Kusakabe. Uh, Dakota Fanning and Elle Fanning are the two daughters. Dakota, smart Satsuki. choices and sisters. Yes, I agree. And I think that comes across really well in the dub. Like I have seen uh, the the sub and while it's probably superior, like I'm not, I'm not here to make that call. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I've heard a lot of shade thrown at Tim Daly as Tetsuo Kusukabe, uh, but I, I think it's fine. Uh, I, I didn't really... I, didn't really think of this as a bad performance. Um, and then yeah, everything, everybody else was kind of, I, I didn't really have any, any gripes with the rest of the cast. Uh, but we know Dakota Fanning, she's still working today. Uh, I'm trying, I was going to, I was going to try and go through the cast a little bit. I think Tim Daly is from, Tim Tim Daly is the older brother from Wings. Yeah, uh, Tim Daly is also Superman. Yeah, he was he was Superman the from Superman the animated series, uh, but he was also in uh, Madam Secretary, which is a is a series I like. Uh, Tim Daly's all right. I don't have yeah, a problem. I, I, I think Tim Daly's good. 
I'm not, I'm not mad at Tim Daly. And I accidentally closed my tab. So do you want to go through the rest of the cast real quick? <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, IMDb is kind of bad when it comes to the English versus Japanese. So Tim Daly, uh, Pat Carroll played Granny. Yes. Um, Fred Welker played Totoro and Cat Bliss. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Butcher played... Uh, uh, I can't read. Why can't I read? So Paul Butcher, he was uh, he was no- known for Dustin Brooks, uh, younger brother of Zoe Brooks from the TV show Zoe One Hundred One, which is a TV show I do not know. He was also in the season five premiere of Criminal Minds. Yeah, I'm just trying to see who he played in uh, in the movie. Uh, Kanta Okagi. Oh, thank you. Uh, and then Frank Welker played Totoro. He was he's he was the Totoro and and Cat Bus, and he has pretty extensive animation pedigree. I mean, he's He's Optimus, isn't he? I believe so. He's also uh, the voice of Scooby Doo since two thousand two. Okay, makes sense. So he was also Wonder Dog. So so Frank Welker's pretty pretty big in the cartoon show biz, which is cool uh and he and he was uh many of many of the transformers in the 80s one he was megatron he was Soundwave, he was skywarp mixmaster rumble frenzy ravage ratbat uh and then he was wheelie in the transformers movie it doesn't say anything about optimus oh who played optimus then no, 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 wait, he's, well, he's Galvatron. He's Megatron. That's who, okay. That's what yeah. I was thinking of. Megatron, not a role to sneeze at. Uh, pretty important I, for, for, for 80s babies. Let's play Shao Kahn. Were. Did you say that already? Yes. Okay. My bad. Oh, no. I was agreeing with you. He does oh. play Shao Kahn. I, <laughs> yeah. I didn't say Shao Kahn before. Um, and then um, trying to think of who else. So I will say this the, the, the Japanese cast is pretty legendary like mm-hmm. they've like they i think uh, a lot of them have a lot of stellar credits uh i'm just glazing over them not out of disrespect but i want to talk about shigesato itoi because motherfucker is the creator of earthbound <laughs> and i find that just hilarious like of course the father in totoro is the creator of earthbound <laughs> like that makes- today got announced that we're gonna be able to play it yeah, mm-hmm. finally got it. They're finally putting it on Switch. And that means you know the new the that mean, that means the next Nintendo console will be announced next year. That's usually how that works. Oh, is that how that happens? That's generally how it works. Oh, okay. Um, but I will say, uh, uh, Noriko Hadaka, who plays uh, Satsuki in the Japanese uh, version, uh, was in Super Dimension Cavalry or Cavalry Southern Cross, which was I think an extension of the Macross series. Uh, she was also in Pat Labor, or Pat Labor, uh, uh, as well as um, Ranma Half. She was uh, the female lead Akane Tendo in uh, Ranma Half. So, well, that's a that's a series I actually know. So, Matthew, why did you pick Totoro? I picked Totoro because I just I fucking love it. Honestly, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a fair reason to pick any. I, I picked, I picked a move. I, I, and then I also like it's probably the combination of how 
my 2021 ended plus uh it's been a while since i've watched it or at least uh, apparently it it's actually not been a while since i watched it because when reba and i watched it together she's like you know we just watched this right and you know and my response to that was when she's like oh it had to be in the last couple months i'm like yeah probably that makes sense um but but yeah as uh as as i was watching this i started to realize that there was probably a lot of the way 2021 ended for me with my with my father passing uh that went into picking totoro and my my subconscious probably spoke for me on this one uh and, and i'm definitely not mad about it yeah it's kind of a been a one-two punch for you with these movies yeah well i and, and that's fine like I, I if if i will say anything about myself i don't like to engage with media that doesn't make me feel something a lot of the time that's fair <laughs> um if like I, it's probably why I tend to watch, you know, comedy series over and over and over again, because I, I'll usually find the same jokes funny in them and not get bored. But uh, I will say this, uh, at least we didn't pick Grave of the Fireflies. True. I have not seen that one, but I do know how sad it is. I don't know if it would have hit you the same way, though, like this one does, because this one really does deal with parental and like thought of losing parents. It does, but also like Grave of the Fireflies is one of my favorite movies ever. And I've been afraid to watch that since since my dad passed. I'm 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 genuinely scared of of watching that movie again. So Uh, but, uh, but yeah, this is one of those movies. This is one of those movies that I kind of feel like, I kind of feel like it okey, or I think it's high, this Ropa dopes its audience, uh, in a lot of ways, because, uh, just to get into sort of get, just start getting into plot, you know, we were in late fifties, Japan, where uh, a family of three is seen moving to the countryside and it's a father and his two daughters who are all who are every every bit of the opening of this movie is just beautiful and whimsical and i love it um and it's idyllic as well but the the family of three is you know, making their first trek to their new house on the countryside where they're getting there for their, it's their first day getting there. So they have to sort of clean everything out, get everything sort of ready to live. And then you learn that the mom is sick. Uh, They never really say what the mom is sick of, but I kind of have an inkling that it's tuberculosis. I mean, they Uh, did say that they, like they started with a, with a cold, right? She has a, right. she had a fever and stuff. Right. And I mean, late, late fifties medicine is way different than 2020s medicine in yeah. a lot of ways. Um, but I, I, for some reason, I'm just, I, I do, my inkling is just leading towards tuberculosis. I can't really, I can't really name why, but for some reason it just strikes me that way. And, uh, 
and what I love about what I love about the specifically like the I mean this movie's 86 minutes long and like 66 of it is just a whimsical dream yeah <laughs> like nothing and I think that's sort of a that, that seems to be a, a decent mark of a lot of Ghibli films like it's been I, I haven't seen every single Ghibli film but I love how like there's not generally a manifested antagonist most of the time yeah like there's there's never just like there's never just an out and out villain and uh and i think i think that that's speaking as someone who grew up you know just watching american movies for the most part i find it really hard to believe that you can write that way (laughs) yet yet ghibli tends to churn out decent films at a decent clip with with that with that in mind uh and 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 this movie's just beautiful what do you what are i'm talking about i mean that's fine though this this (laughs) is your movie to talk about yeah i i i don't know i'm i'm getting in my own head over here uh so Um, my favorite, my yeah. favorite, oh, my favorite things in in this movie is how you could you you could make the argument, and I don't know if this is how you see it, but you can make the argument that May and Satsuki are still of the age of imaginary friends, mm-hmm. and just their imagination running wild, and I love that everything that they see is not necessarily seen by anybody else. Yeah, like, I agree. <laughs> like Totoro is not seen by anybody but May and Satsuki. Uh, the cat bus is not seen by anybody but May and Satsuki. The soot sprites are not seen by anybody but May and Satsuki. But Granny knows about them. She's like, oh, when I was your age, I could see them. Uh, and I also I, shout out to Granny. I'm who is just this stranger to this family. Like, yeah, I'm your neighbor. I've been taking care of this house. You can call me Granny. I'm your grandma now. Love Granny. Granny rules. Granny's great. Um, but I also like how they're like, "What if this house is haunted?" And then the dad's like, "Oh, that'd be great. I've wanted to live in a haunted house ever since I was a kid." <laughs> And even the mother at the hospital is like, oh, that'd be great. I got to get better so I can meet some ghosts. It's like, this is just, I love this family so much. And it's, it's just, it warms my heart every time I watch it. Um, But so, so Jesse, what are your thoughts on Totoro? Well, I I was going to let you know that I think your guess is right about the tuberculosis. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I guess this is based off Miyazaki's life and his mother had uh, spinal tuberculosis. Okay, I did and, not know that. Yeah, and so um, I, when the, when him and his brothers were younger, she spent a lot of time in the hospital. And so everybody mm-hmm. assumes that, that, that the mother and Totoro also suffers from tuberculosis. You know, there's a weird theory. Um, I don't know the full details, but that this is a metaphor too for like the, one of the sisters murdering the other, I think. People are weird. People are dark. I don't like it. Um, Wait, what? <laughs> let, me, let, me look, let me look. So this, you see, it sounds like it, it sounds like like there's this there's this channel 
on TikTok that pops up on my feed every so often. And they basically, it's basically two dudes talking about weird theories around either Disney films or, or whatever. And they'll be like, Oh, did you hear this theory? And then it turns out like Rapunzel is actually the evil stepmother from Cinderella. It's, 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 it's weird. Um, uh, here, here's the actual theory. Okay. Uh, the rumor says that Totoro is the god of death. So the persons that can see Totoro are actually close to death are already dead. That What that means is when May goes missing and a sandal is found in the pond, May actually drowned. And when Satsuki is asked about the sandal, she cannot face the truth and lies about it not being May's sandal. So Satsuki goes for a desperate search for Totoro, calling for him, and actually opens up the door to the realm of death herself. With Totoro's help, she finds her dead sister, and together they go to their mother's hospital there. The only one who actually noticed that the sisters were there was the mother, who is also soon going to die. And in the ending scene, uh, Satsuki and May don't have shadows, some say. that That is a very elaborate, sad uh, theory. I, why? Yeah, and, why and this is why we can't have nice things. This is it, why. This is exactly and why. And there's more to the theory, but it doesn't really matter. I sure. adore the style of all the creatures in this movie. Because mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, Miyazaki movies and Ghibli movies in general have a really nice design aesthetic for the creatures. Yes, but uh, I don't think that they're as fun as they are in Totoro and every other movie. I think Porco Rosso comes really close. I think Porco Rosso is great. I love Porco Rosso so much. I mean, you also got Michael Keaton as the dub in that. Um, But yeah, I think, I I think Totoro is the most fun when it comes to the style and like the, the, the goofiness that it plays around with. Cause every, I think every other Miyazaki movie is pretty dang serious. Um, And once again, Porco Rosso is serious, but not that serious. So like those two are like, I think the most kid friendly out of all of them. Um, and they also get to have the most fun with like kid stuff and kid, kid imagination. And mm-hmm. it seems like Miyazaki gets to have a little break, but this movie probably almost killed him like all the other ones did. Uh, right. So I, I think I enjoy this movie a lot just for its sense of fun and, and whimsy. And I think this is maybe the most Disney-esque of the Disney ones too, because of the way Totoro's design is and stuff. Like, I wonder if this is the movie Disney sounds like, hey, maybe we should like redo these. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, um, I feel, I feel like you'd have to point out the, the shrewd business work of, of Disney in, in the case of, of a lot of, this is probably the one where they said, Oh, we got to get a piece of this, which is fair. Um, because I think probably this is the only other thing other than Pixar that's close to like being Disney in a lot of ways like i with the, with its serious attention to every little detail of every single frame um there's i mean while i think most modern disney stuff doesn't feel this way but the classic disney animations feel very much like totoro in terms of how they present to the eye and how much how much love goes into them despite some of them being kind of problematic um not saying that totoro's 
problematic at all because I don't I if, if Todoro is problematic I don't see it yeah maybe that's something maybe that's an area I need to grow I don't know but it seems like of the, of all of the Ghibli that I've seen Totoro is the most Disney yeah uh, mainly because mainly because of just you could see you can see the handiwork in every corner of every frame there's nothing that is just generated there's nothing that is glossed over or or left to the side for the purposes of focus um and one of my favorite aspects of, of ghibli is the way that the studio deals with nature uh both real and imagined um like i kind of i i if you look at the box art for Totoro, it is that giant Totoro and, uh, <coughs> and in, I mean, I, I don't want to say incorrectly, but like in the movie, you see that you see the shot, but on the box art, you see just one girl and it's like a hybrid of Satsuki and May. It's not either one of them specifically, but you see Totoro with a leaf over his head. Yeah. Rather than an, an umbrella. And it's just like, you can tell that this creature thought he was going to stay dry that way. Um, and there, there's a lot of just unspoken communication, un, unspoken communication that comes through in every frame of this movie. And I, and I love it now. Do we want now? I I'm still thinking about your god of death theory that you went through. I'm sorry, and I'm like, I didn't mean to bring no, it up. It's, it's no, no, no. It's fine. It's but I just I find it funny that they think Totoro's the god of death when it's literally like him and May and Satsuki basically bringing life to the acorns they planted. Yeah, there's a lot of Totoro being like the god of life in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's like it's like, like, it's like I mean, maybe maybe the circle of life is just Totoro. The yeah, Totoro, I, the Totoro giveth, the Totoro taketh away. Who knows? I also wonder too, like what Totoro is like, if he's kind of like this creature that shows up when you need one more adventure. Because with Satsuki, like she, like we see a lot that she's in this weird place with school where she's very mature for age. Um, mm-hmm. Boys are starting to crush on her. Uh, and she's dealing with a lot when it comes to her parents and she's basically an adult like well, I think I wonder if we've both felt like this at times but sometimes you have to age up real fast when problems land in your family's doorstep and you're the only other person to help out yeah, um, yeah no. and and I'm wondering if Totoro then is, gets kind of summoned and is like hey take a break let's climb up a tree and blow and blow some music or uh, yeah let's let's play an ocarina yeah let's 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 make some let's make some acorns sprout you know one one last time for the kids i don't know uh but that's a good point um speaking of speaking of satsuki having boys crush on her what about kanta i wish we had more with him me too like he but i also love that I also love that the way he's presented in this movie, it's like someone who like it's someone who has been told how to be (laughs) with with women almost and 
even when confronted with it, he's like completely confused all the time to the point of like, just take it and go away so I don't have to talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's oh, uh, every every character in this film, every you know, I'll, I'll say every named character is just with regardless of if they're you could you could probably make the argument that they're overdeveloped or underdeveloped, but for some reason all of them project as very real. Yeah. Uh, and that's something that I think most you forget anime, forget you know, animation. Uh there are a lot of just there's a lot of art that doesn't do it this well. <laughs> and it's, it's it's I mean, yeah, it's great. I I I love this film so much. I mean, I I I think I think we it's hard because the movie is only what ninety six minutes. Yeah, eighty six. Eighty six minutes. So like we we keep talking about us just loving this movie, but also like there's no reason to try to make this podcast as long as it's, as long as the movie. So like that's true. This we is, should probably we, we should probably get to the drama at the end because there's only there's yeah. only there's only 20 minutes worth of drama in this and for some reason it I will say this as someone who has just recently lost a parent I can't tell if I felt this any stronger this viewing than I had in prior viewings uh and I'm not trying to put down, you know, my grieving process, but I'm trying to lift up just how much it registered for me. Yeah. Every, every time I've seen this movie, uh, I'm never, I'm, I mean, I know that it's, it, this is a movie aimed squarely at children and I know that it is going to end one way. But every time I watch this movie and I see Satsuki doing her 90 mile an hour run back and forth across this countryside because she's she's looking for her sister. I'm with her every step of the way. I am just as nervous. I am just as just as scared. And then when they are on the cat bus on the way to the hospital, I'm just as worried for their mother. Uh and I think I know why a lot of the time. Um especially with the with Satsuki running after May. Uh my younger sister spent a lot of time in the hospital when she was a kid. Uh, now, to my to my knowledge, it was never it was never an uh, it was never a, a question of whether or not she was going to live. I'm not really going to go into it out of respect for my sister. I would probably because my sister has voiced wanting to be on this podcast, so <laughs> so I don't know. I won't go too. I won't get too personal with it. But when she was when she was a kid, she was in the hospital for a long time, and I still remember the day she came home. And I I'm reminded of that joy. That I've had, that I had when I saw her come, when I saw her walk across the house for the first time, and I, it wasn't even our house. I was at my grandma's house when I saw her, and when 
Satsuki finds May. Mm-hmm. Like, I still remember that. And I'm still just as happy now. Um, when they are when both of when both kids are worried about their their mother. Like I'm with them on that cat bus, despite my allergic my allergies to cats. Um and I feel that I feel that beating through my own heart as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of that probably ties into uh, it hits a little different now rather than ties into it. It hits a little different now because I'm still trying to work through the fact that my, my dad's just not going to be there when I go home again. Um, but it doesn't change when I see them sitting outside the hospital with Totoro looking at their mother and going, okay, it is just a cold. She's going to be okay. It doesn't make me less happy for them because it is, it is kind of a brilliant moment and it's kind of a triumphant thing. Like, sure we could we could lob oh they they were just worried for nothing but when you're a kid it's not nothing (laughs) and you know i'm 42 and and my feelings about dealing with losing my dad are not nothing yeah um and I will say this, I had forgotten that they leave a message on the ear of corn. And I kind of teared up at that moment. But I can't name a time where I've not teared up at this movie. So uh, I love this movie a lot. And I'm, I'm thank you for allowing me to pick it for this show. <laughs> Of course. I mean, I, I also love this movie a lot. And I think it's it's probably, if not the most beautiful Studio Ghibli film, it's up there. But yeah. I think it's the most beautiful just in the sense of messaging more than just the beauty of the film itself. Because, I, mean, I mean, if we're talking just beauty, there's a lot more detailed and uh, heavily like sculpted beauty movies that Ghibli's made, but I think in the mm-hmm. sense of beautiful as a sense of story and like what it, emotions it's trying to showcase. Mm-hmm. I think this one kind of takes the cake in that. Yeah. I love the fact that this was almost just a pop-up book. Yeah. Like uh, Miyazaki wanted to make this as a pop-up book. And when they decided to make it a film, they expected nothing from it. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> Almost, here we are 34 years later going man this movie's good <laughs> it's yeah it's it's funny how that happens um and before we get into before we like move out of this i just want to say that like there's a lot of um there are a lot of characters in the world of art that try and do 
the things of like, uh, well, to, to do like, I, I, I want to say what Totoro does, but I'm not sure that conveys it really well. But like when you think of, if you think of like Chaplin movies or, or Buster Keaton movies or uh, Harold Lloyd movies, like on their faces, they're just slapstick in a lot of ways. But because the actors within those characters do their do their thing in such a deliberate way and their facial expressions are delivered correctly a lot of them stand the test of time and i feel like totoro is the closest in terms of animation that i can think of that gets to like the chaplin keaton lloyd pantomime thing and i i, I know that there's probably a technical term for it but i am I was never a film student, so uh, I, I don't know what it is. Yeah. But I also feel like um, if you ever, if we ever get to cover any of the, any of uh, Jacques Tati's films, uh, you'll get, you, you'll see a lot of like Totoro in the Mon, uh, the M. Hulo films, like M. Hulo's Holiday and Mon Uncle. Uh, I think M. Hulo is also in Playtime, but that's a very different, that's a very different one of those. But I, but I think it's more of just like the combination of physical slapstick and human emotion done to the right mixture to where it, it hits different. And, and Totoro is very much that for me in terms of animation. I know there probably are animated characters that have done it really well, but I think none of the, I don't, I don't, I can't remember any other that hits the way Totoro does. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, and, uh, and yeah, it, if you've not seen Totoro, you should. My Neighbor Totoro is a wonderful film and it's not, a, it's not a time sink at all. I think uh, Reba and I watched it the other night and I've watched it twice since then. So <laughs> it's not, it's not a hard film to watch at all. Uh, final thoughts before we go into, before we go into what we've been watching, Jesse. I mean, I think, I think we both have kind of said everything we could about this movie. It's one, it's one of those things where it's like, I love, watching kids movies but to dissect them like we dissect everything else is kind of hard because when it all comes down to it they are still kids movies even if they are like written for adults at the same time Mm -hmm. um there's a level where this the dissection becomes repetitive because in 90 in 96 minutes you can fit only so much like there's a hundred percent argument to be made that this movie has a very thin plot um, oh yeah, but I think I think that's fine, and uh-huh. I also think that that thin plot has a nice deep context that helps it last long. Oh, like I'd rather watch Totoro more than I want to watch um, Princess Mononoke or uh, Spirited Away. Oh yeah, or Spirited Away or House Movie Castle, just because I can leave Totoro and like not feel burdened. <laughs> if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Oh yeah, I mean, like I, 
Ghibli does some heavy films. Yeah, <laughs> they're not out here. They're not out here just slinging whimsy all over the place. Like they, what, they, they go some places. And that's why I think like Kiki's in this and uh, and Porco Rosa are really like the pinnacle when it comes to Ghibli films because you can just kind of sit back, watch them, and be like, "Man, that was a good time," and like not have to worry about going to bed sad. True. So. True. Also, one of my favorite moments is that is near the beginning, where uh, where Satsuki goes, "May hide," and then she pops her head out of the truck and goes, "Oh, I thought that was a cop." Hi. <laughs> Me too, Satsuki. Me too. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Jesse. Yes. Uh, you've been watching anything else? Well. We talked about it briefly before, but I've been watching a lot of Batman again. Um, yeah, getting getting prepared for the Batman, which comes out in less than a month. I'm going to see it in less than a month. Um, yeah, just, you're 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 going to the theater, right? Yeah, yeah, I'll be okay. brave in the theater. I'll, I'll be brave in the theater a lot, and I'll be doing as much as I can to prep um, to not get sick i don't sure I, this area is not too bad when it comes to spikes in cases but you never know mm-hmm. oh I've yeah had, no, I, st- I still have friends nearby who've still gotten sick so i'm just trying to be cautious but also i can't wait till april to see this movie i just i, I can't i can't do it to myself um but other than that uh i watch uh chunking express the um long car why yes yeah. talk about a movie that makes you sad and then makes you very happy. Oh yeah. That movie, that movie's real pretty. That, movie, real beautiful. that movie's real good. <laughs> that movie's real good. There's some, there's something I noticed in um in Asian cinema. I honestly it might be just Chinese cinema. Um where they use low frame rates to show action. Yeah. Or maybe it's high frame rates. I don't know what exactly it is, but it, it it's so the action's very choppy and sped up in some ways. Um, and I really appreciate that, and I only appreciate it in these movies and not in American movies when they do it in like the nineties. Oh yeah, like the or especially like the Guy Ritchie movies. Yeah, like a lot of those because I it, there's a there seems to be a different level of purpose when especially when Wong Kar Wai does it. Yeah. Um, I think about like um, uh. Oh crap! Uh, the only reason I think about this because I just watched an American movie made by him, uh, a John the John Woo movies too. They do it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. Speaking of John Woo, I also watched Mission Impossible two again. There you go. That movie's bad. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, uh, yeah. Look, look. A lot of people have tried to sell me on the Mission Impossible movies, and it it. it it, it doesn't it doesn't work for me <laughs> you, you, you gotta watch I, and i know i know that this sounds but you gotta watch four onward to really get why they like they really like click after that point the first one's great third one's pretty good second one's bad but after the fourth one they actually like click and be, it's it's like james bond with with the uh, daniel craig like they actually finally figure out what they want to do with it I mean, okay, but also I kind of feel like I'm just, I, I kind of feel like th- th- those movies just aren't for me. Fair, fair. Uh, 
and and that's fine. Um, that that movie though has a weird. In, like the reason I think that it doesn't work is that it's trying to be Mission Impossible, but also trying to be hard boiled. Yes, and and that just doesn't work. No, it does not. Uh, what what else I watched? One more thing that I watched that isn't Batman or superhero or Mission Impossible too. I saw Jackass Forever. How was that? Um, well, if you if you like that kind of stuff, it's very good. So it's one of those. Yeah, it's not it's, like I, it's not that I'm gonna like say like you should go see this movie. I sure. I laughed really hard, but um, I don't know if it's for everybody still. Yeah, I. So, for some reason, like when I watched some of the Jackass stuff before before like it went away mm-hmm. I, I don't think that i don't think any of that was for me ever yeah that's fair um mainly because i was i was the dude going man why are they doing this to themselves don't they know that like doctors aren't cheap <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, like and and that this could see i mean it, and I was saying this before I went to healthcare, just before I went into healthcare. So I was still going like, man, what the hell are they thinking? Um, so they're, they're, those movies are for somebody. Yeah. And I'm glad that, I'm glad that the somebodies who want them and like them are getting them. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I, I, I'm just, I'm just not one of, the, I'm not one of you. I'm sorry. And, and I think that's totally fair, <laughs> Matthew. What have you been watching? So uh, I've, I've spent the last, I spent since we recorded the last show, uh, wanting to watch a lot, but only watching Gundam Wing. That's that's a good choice. That's a choice I should have made why Gundam I don't know I've seen Gundam Wing a lot uh I I I like Gundam Wing. <laughs> I just I just I really do it is the it is probably yes it is the first one of those I ever saw and it is it is the one that I go back to the most because I like the robots in it the most um you know, having seen uh, in recent times, having I like I think I saw I saw Wing and then I saw the original Mobile Suit, Mobile Suit Gundam when it aired because yeah. it aired late at night in the late nineties, early two thousands, and then I kind of cherry picked my way through Gundam. But like having watched you know first Gundam again through Double Zeta and uh, Shara's Counter Attack and all of that like i recognize that there that there are better series of gundam than wing uh but m- like a lot of things in my life the first one tends to make the biggest impression i did watch hathaway recently as well and i do like hathaway a lot i think you probably need to watch uh chara's counterattack at least um, but that's me. I, I, I do think you can go into it having not seen any of it and just have a good old time. Cause I think yeah. it's a good story. I, I agree. 
Um, but uh, but but yeah, Mobile Suit Gundam Hathaway is is real cool looking. Uh, but and then I I spent a lot of time wanting to watch a lot of things, but then not because of time and energy. Matthew, you you work too hard, and so you deserve to watch a movie. I I you're right, you're right. But I probably won't because I will try and put other things ahead of that and uh, incorrectly as such. Uh, but now we come to now we come to the difficult time, Jesse. Yes. We got to figure out what we're doing next because, well, to, I, to my recollection, we have not talked about this. No, but it, I guess it would be my turn to pick. I'm sure. Um, I have two suggestions. Three said three. If we really want to play uh, fast and loose with the rules, um, and by fast and loose with the rules, not fast and loose at all. It's just the third suggestion. Sure. Um, do so. Do we want to do Western, foreign language? Or revisit something that we have done in the past. Okay, so uh, yes to all three. I'm uh, curious about what the revisit is. It's not going to be what you think it is. I think. Okay. Um, so the the western is the good and bad and the ugly. Ooh yeah. I have not, I have not finished that movie, so I would like to go back and finish that. Movie. Okay. All right. All right. The foreign language is the handmaiden. Because oh, I had, I don't think I've seen anything by this director and I've been really wanting to. Wait, who directed Handmaiden? Um Park Chan Wook. Uh he did Old Boy. Oh uh, yeah. Oh man. Movies. Oh god. I've not seen Handmaiden, so yeah. That's on Amazon Prime, so I thought it was easiest for us. Oh, um, I do I do like Park Chan Wook too. And then the la- the, the, the the revisit is to finish the before trilogy now to be fair we can do all three of these eventually i'm just saying so these are my i'm gonna i'm gonna say hold off on the before trilogy you need a break no it's not that i it's not that i need a well i guess maybe that is it but also like there's some other things going on yeah for sure in in my personal life uh, that i'm just I'm not ready. I'm not ready for that. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm gonna. I as as much as I want to wrap that up. Uh, I would. I I'm going to. I I want to be in a better place before we do that. That's fine. Um, so I do love. I do love Park Chan Wook. I've not seen Handmaiden. Uh, you know, I'm. You know, let's do the good, the bad, the ugly. Okay, let's do Western. Let's do some fun. Let's, yeah, because the good, the bad, the ugly is a good fucking time. Okay, in two weeks, talking about good, bad, and the ugly. Um, I don't think I don't, uh, know, I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. Let me look. Uh, let's let's go to JustWatch.com. It is on Amazon Prime through a subscription. I don't know what subscription that is. Let me see. Is it just on Amazon Prime? I think it's just Prime Video. Oh, that means I can watch it. Oh no, no, don't watch it now. <laughs> yeah, it's on Prime. <laughs> uh, wait, yeah, that's that's cool. Cause I fucking love that movie. Um, uh, be prepared, Jesse and yes. audience. I am probably gonna go off about 
the soundtrack to that movie. Sure. Because that is, it's my second favorite composer, but it's probably my favorite actual movie score ever. So, so yeah. Ennio Morticone ruled. Rest in peace. Um, so Matthew, where can people find you on the internet? I'm going to become a host all of a sudden. That no, that's fine. I because I clearly I'm I just got lost in my own thoughts there for a second. You can find me everywhere I want to be at infinite underscore rewind. Uh, recently, uh, I was on a another podcast, Standard Definition, part of the Boss Rush Network. Uh, we they are doing an Indiana Jones rewatch. And uh, they are posting. I don't know if any of them have gone live, but we've gotten through Temple of Doom, and we are going to be doing uh, my favorite of those movies, The Last Crusade, Ooh. soon. Uh, but but that's been fun. But yeah, Infinite Underscore Rewind on Twitter. Um, I also uh, co-host two other shows at the moment with something to possibly be named later. Uh, I host a show about our co-host a show about video games called Story Route Zero, where we talk about what we're playing. Uh, it's myself and three friends. And then our mutual friend Caroline and I uh, co-host Trivial Merit, where we do uh, we, we choose an artist, pick a playlist, and we pick eight songs from said artist. Or we also can also do styles of music. Pick eight songs to get us from a negative headspace to a positive one. Our uh, first episode of our season two will have gone up by the time you hear this. So please tune into that because uh, we like doing it. Jesse. Yes. Where can we find you? You can find me everywhere at Sleeper of the Bed. You can find my other podcast at uh, y, Com- no, y Comics Pod. Um, and if you want to support this show and the other shows that I do, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash comics podcast. No, slash comics. I think that's what it is. See, now I'm doing it with this. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'll, I, 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 we, we think them on the Y Comics podcast, but I would like to thank our Patreon producers, uh, Anthony Grecker, uh, Greco and Patrick Mullman. Uh, I'm not going to redo that. I'm just going to let it go. Anthony knows me. And, yeah. <laughs> and you can email us your thoughts about this movie and any of the movie we've covered. And you can also find yes. us on Twitter to tell us your thoughts on this movie, any movie we cover, both at freewheeling it. Uh, the email is freewheeling at gmail.com, but I just thought I tried to knock both those out in one. Um, Matthew, who does our theme song? Uh, my buddy Jason. He goes under the pseudonym Deadeye. That's all caps D E A D dash I. You can find him on Instagram at Deadeye Productions all one word uh and he has a new album out called bloodshed kingdom it is available on Bandcamp. you can also find it on spotify you can also find the work that he did before with his buddy ben called uh black lightning the artist is called the hope street steppers uh both of which are two of the coolest instrumental reggae albums i've ever heard and i really think if you give them a serious shot you might find some things you like Uh, or maybe my taste in music is just that bad i don't know um but i like it so i'm gonna talk about it
they're really good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a uh, that's everything for the show. <laughs> uh, just just remember, everybody, um, have some imagination and have some adventure in your life. Totoro, Totoro. <laughs>